Hello and welcome to St. Mary's University Library Podcast, where you can find out all things which are library related. In this episode, we will be talking with learning technologist Abigail Shaw about the value and importance of blogging. Abby, thank you very much for joining us today. So just to get us started on this podcast episode about blogging, what would you say a blog actually is if you were to define it? I think the thing for me that a blog is, which defines it from other kinds of writing, is that it's a collection of pieces, content of uh, any particular kind of content, doesn't even have to be writing, uh, but they all have something in common. Uh, And the thing about it that could be the thing that it has in common are the author of the thing, the topic uh, of the content, uh, the style of the content even. Um, but I think it's a collection of content about one thing over a period of time, ideally, uh, if that makes sense. Right. Yes, it does. So, so what have you used blogs for in the past? I have used blogs for many, many things. Um, I, I've used them since before they were called blogs. I, I really hated the word blog when I first saw it, and I just I shall never refer to anything as a blog. It is a journal. But, oh, uh, is that what they were called? <laughs> journals. Yeah. It was. It was. I'm. I'm very much from an era of online journaling and and those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then you when, in the MySpace days and the Zanga days. Oh, way before, way before, back in right. back in live journals and uh, and even email journals. Um, so, so what on. did they look like back then? How was it different than it might be now? Um, I mean, I would say format-wise, it was very similar. If you've ever had the joy of looking at the blog function in Moodle, um, mm-hmm. where you just literally have your title and your content and you post, um, that's that's literally it. And I think that essential mm-hmm. format hasn't really changed. I mean, I think the most common formatting now is WordPress, but right. again, that's that's really not so different from what I've used for journaling and blogging for, I'm just counting, and it must be about 22 years, which is a little worrying. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, um, I mean, I started with uh, personal blogs, um, just like almost like an online diary, but usually with sort of certain slant towards um, so I was in college, I think, when I started mine, and then when I was at university. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then back in the day, before we had uh, wider social media, they were a very social space. They were kind of a proto-social media. Mm-hmm. So a lot of communities formed around them, um, you know, discussing football teams or films or books or whatever. And I, I made a lot of my best friends, that I still have now, through the early days of journaling, uh, which is a lovely treasure to have, I think, uh, because because... The idea of a blog is that it's a space in which you're completely in control of the content and the tone. You can be very personable and you can really be yourself in that space. So it was actually quite an easy way to make friends back in in those early internet days. Uh, But obviously, as we've seen online business kind of grow and spread, uh, we've seen a lot of business blogs. And I think anyone who's ever done any interning or been the good at computers person in any company will have heard the phrase, could you do a blog? Mm. So, uh, okay, that leads well into yeah. my next question, which is, which is why do you find blogging valuable? Or, or maybe more specifically thinking at St. Mary's to our students and our staff, why, why would you implore them to keep a blog? What value would they derive from that? 
I would say there are it's probably threefold and it probably reflects my own personal experience to some extent. So in the first instance, I'm so grateful for the blog, the journal that I kept during my own university days because eventually you get quite far away from them and it can be difficult to remember that you've studied this or you've learnt that or that you had these experiences but increasingly we're asked to present our lives as a portfolio of experiences. Mm -hmm. So we're asked to reflect on events in our lives and having a journal that you keep on a regular basis, even just for yourself, it doesn't necessarily need to be in a public domain, um, but reflecting on your work experiences, on your teaching experiences, mm -hmm. will really help you when you have to answer that, tell us about a time when question later mm -hmm. on. Um, or when you come up against um, different experiences later in life. It's just it's also just really nice to go back and look at what you did for all those years. Um, professionally, I think it's incredibly useful to understand what a blog means in terms of a business, to understand how it's about identity, about tone, mm. and how you can convey uh, so much about a business by how it presents itself on a, in a regular format. So mm -hmm. let's say uh, you're doing an internship at an historic property and you're asked to run a blog. You're really being asked to demonstrate enthusiasm for the business, for the building, for the place. You're asking, uh, you're being asked to find out what you can talk about with authentic enthusiasm that would be of interest to that place's audience. So you have to think about the totality of your audience, your writing. Um, it's 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 often thought of as a very informal kind of writing, mm. but I would say it's a more informed kind of writing. Oh, that's So it's about yeah. the purpose. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And finally, to end, what are your top three tips for those who are perhaps entering the blogosphere for the first time? First tip is don't worry about promoting it necessarily. Uh, you may be asked to use certain keywords and things. If you're doing this in a business sense, you may be asked to kind of hit certain targets. I would say worry first about really knowing what each entry you want to write in a blog is about, um, whether that's, you know, the purpose of why you're writing it. So if you're writing one for yourself, what caused you the most feelings in your day? If you're writing it for a business and you've been asked to write it on a certain topic, like what we do on a Monday here, what is interesting about that Monday? The enthusiasm is what makes something readable. When something is readable, people will click on it, will share it. You can do a lot of things with keywords, but what you can't do is generate enthusiasm. So don't worry about promoting things. Do worry about being enthusiastic and so on. Mm -hmm. I would also say on that note, don't start promoting any blogs or anything until you've got at least three or so pieces of content. Yeah. Um, and if you're asked to write one as, as a task, you know, if you're doing one for an assessment, you'll often write several pieces because it's about demonstrating consistency of tone so that you don't get sort of whiplash from the audience as a reader. People will often come, and if they like one entry, they'll read more. And that's what you're going for, and that familiarity, as much as uh, everything else, is what pe will keep people interested. So, yeah, I think just be really interested in what you're writing and mindful, if you are writing it for business or for assessment, about how you are projecting that, the extent to which you are successfully projecting that in your writing um, and whilst you don't have to reference it in the same way that you would re reference academic writing as with anything you put on the internet if you make strong points it never hurts to cite your sources link to good resources um, don't quote or borrow anything you're not willing to share so yeah, yeah be accountable i think okay. that's it
Yeah. That's wonderful. That was very helpful. Thank you, <laughs> Abby, for joining us today and talking about blogging. And hopefully all of our students and staff will now go out and become very keen bloggers. <laughs> Thank you for staying tuned to the St. Mary's Library podcast. Follow us on Spotify to keep in touch.